0: Fourth episode of the Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Sprong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they hit to promote, which in this case is Rumble, by Crimson Owl Studios. Thomas Hi. Who are you? And what do you do?
1: Well, I am Thomas. I am from the Netherlands. I live in uh, Utrecht, which is right in the middle of the Netherlands. I am one of the six guys who are currently working on Corumble. We, we call ourselves Crimson All Studios. It's an interesting uh, are...
0: name. Where does it come from?
1: Well, the name doesn't really... The name came from an artist. He's also called Thomas. Okay. And he just really would like to have... A logo with a red owl in it.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, the, re- the reason I, yeah, it's a wonderful. Sometimes I ask developers, "Where did you get your name from?" And sometimes I get like answers like, "It was like I don't know. We wanted a red owl."
1: <laughs> So let's... We wanted a red owl, and, and what's red, cr- red didn't seem, seem fancy enough, so we called it crimson, which is yeah, a awesome. fancy word for red.
0: It's a fancy word for red. It's the kind of thing that, you know, you go to a in a hardware store for, like, I need a red paint. Oh, yeah. we have subtle crimson, sir. Uh, That's oh, just we, red, isn't it? No. We could have it's... gone for
1: Bordeaux owl as well. Yeah,
0: you could have. Done. <laughs> Yet, see, there. There it
1: is. But you didn't no we didn't we went for crimson it crimson, sounds a bit evil yeah. well, well, which like,
0: we're not it reminds me of crimson skies which is an awesome video game from way way back so that's a good yeah feat. i remember that. yeah <laughs> so speaking of way way back see look Segway. good <laughs> <laughs> although i just called it Segway, which means it's no longer a Segway, so i'm so sorry everyone um it's been a while since i've done that how did you make your start making video games thomas
1: well, this is, this is our start making video games, actually. Wow. We, this, is, this is our first game, and we are, I think, formally maybe four years old, but we've been working for at least three more years on this game, but we are a, a strange company. Right. We, we are a part-time company. So that, that, that kind of has always been our deal. We, we work on a game for, on average, uh, one day a week. Okay. And we, we pretty much started as uh, computer science students okay. in, a, in, a, in our final year of our master. And uh, four of us, we got together and we, also, we, we were like, well, we, we can code. Now let's make a game engine. Ah. And so, so, so we did. So we did. We, uh, we made the, the game engine in Java. Which is a, a poor choice for a game engine.
0: Yes, it's a, it's a moribund <laughs> um, um, language now, Java, I have to say. Um, most websites don't like to use it. You have to go and use HTML5 now and all sorts of things. Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, um, well, it's, it's still widely used with great success for, for all sort of back-end applications. Yes, and, yes it is. But, yes, but it is. not that much on the front end. No, I'm speaking and, of
0: an end user here, so
1: yeah, yeah so, so, so the game, the game engine is still Java. Uh, it's still the same engine, and I, yeah, there, there, there were some some challenges involved with working with Java. But in the end, we're like, okay, well, this is this is what we got, and we we can get it to work, mm-hmm. and we can get it to work without all the all the, the the pestering users with installations and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's fine. It's Java, but you won't you won't be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I can't tell. The game's yeah. just awesome. I don't I I'm not going to sort of sit there and go, I can't play this, it's got Java code in it. That would be no. weird. It's um, all, it's all Java. So um I what well, I like to ask developers and it's a fun thing to ask. I hope it's fun anyway, but um <laughs> what do you what do you remember your your personal first game? I mean, you, you said you can code, so you're a programmer yourself, or you have some knowledge of that? I mean yeah, what is Yeah, sorry.
1: No, I'm a, I'm a professional uh, coder. That's that's what okay. I do the other days of the so week So, well.
0: what was the earliest thing you remember making game-wise? Did you ever do? I'm talking about your childhood. Did you ever delve into it when you were a child?
1: Mm. Well Well, uh, I mean, you may think I, I, it's I, like
0: facile and silly or just some flippant thing, but it's important that you did. Make games when you were very young, and I'd just like to know about
1: those. I I wasn't very young. I would say 13, to 14, maybe fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we, we at at our high school and the school you go to when when you're between twelve and eighteen. I don't know what it's called.
0: The same normally. thing now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's secondary, yeah, so, so secondary school if you like.
1: Secondary school. school yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 we we got this big calculators which you could program and i i spent hours and hours with a with a really thick book the manual and just coding away it's the first time i I discovered programming and it it was really cool and indeed you start to make games and
0: Hmm. do you remember the first one you made or the one of the earliest ones that you developed or you invented yeah
1: yeah i i yeah I, i remember one and I, I actually did it with uh, a guy who was also in the Grimson All Studios team okay. now. Right. And uh, there, there was a way you could link these calculators together with a, with a sort of cable that looks that, that looks like the, the kind of cable you use to connect your headphone to your laptop. Okay. But you could link them together in some cumbersome way. Mm-hmm. And we, and we, we had this kind of game, which was probably. Mostly, like, I don't know, like, like, like a, the, it was a bit like the, the combat in Pokemon, except it didn't really work because <laughs> we never got the multiplayer connectivity to, to work in any reliable way. Right. We, we did spend hours on it. <laughs> hours and hours and
0: hours. Yeah, trying to get that to, 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 to <laughs> things to communicate like that. It's like, come exactly. on, I, I've done everything you wanted me to do. <laughs> Clearly you haven't because I'm not talking no. to that. But, you know, like no, no. I can't. I, I'm not getting anything. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it can be – I remember when I did my bit of first programming and it was my biggest struggle was collision detection and how to actually figure oh, yeah. out collision detection. I could figure out everything else like movement and stuff like that and interaction and inputs and, you know, refreshing the screen and getting things moving on yeah. the screen, but I couldn't get things to crash into each other or, you know, I couldn't <laughs> get things like – so what happens when one thing is going to overlap onto the other? couldn't just, it's terrible. So yeah, yeah, I managed to figure it's, it out It's eventually. a difficult
1: problem. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, when you try to describe it to someone, like collision detection, what do you mean? And you try to describe yeah. it in an abstract way to, you know, laymen and stuff, I just don't understand yeah. what you're talking about. But to program is like, well, yeah, <laughs> all these possibilities, and you've got these but coordinates. it seems so obvious. It seems so obvious, like, well, what if it's the coordinates are the same? Yeah, I know, yeah. but <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> No, I just yeah. said, what if. Th- so, yeah, sorry everyone to listen yeah. to this ramble all about programming, but that was me as uh, programming, and I've still done it. It's just, yeah, that's my biggest hurdle. Everything else is easy as compared to that. I don't know why, but you probably think, oh, Chris, you're a moron. But no, it was just like, I could not get my head around
1: it. It's genuinely difficult. Yeah. Was, I can, uh, I, was, I uh...
0: And I was only 10 at the time, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, that's that's really, really exciting. So, you're working day jobs. As a, as a group, but yeah, in, uh, in between that, you're uh, so you're doing your whatever coding work or work just generally in your day, then at night, you're 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 you know, got their coup on and uh, making this crazy awesome game, which we're going to talk about in detail. Yeah. I'm not you know, hyperbole, it's really really good, <laughs> um, so um. What so you' creators, so this next question's a bit difficult to answer and difficult to form in my mind when I ask it. so I'm going to ask okay. it of you. so, what do you think has influenced you the most as a creator?
1: Uh, who It is a difficult question to answer because it's this game it really kind of grew rather or kind of, I, think, I think they get umble it it more it's more like the game grew than we actually designed it which is not necessarily just a good thing <laughs>
0: um, but, most creative endeavors are like that anyway I've found yeah
1: yeah so it's so, so about it's it. It, it, it's it's been a long long journey and we've had all sorts of all sorts of different influences and Experience. There, there's a lot of, oh, I played this game. And then that that, that ends up, I think, uh, I think one of us, he recently saw the, Doctor Strange. I think the, the film is called it. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Make, I haven't got I'm to gonna see I'm going to make it, a level yeah. just like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's
0: a, So it's popular culture. It's things you walk, you walk down the yeah. street and you see a dumpster <laughs> at a certain angle. I think, you know, that would be yeah. awesome. Awesome. Well, the, actually, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you've done yeah. it. You sat there in some coffee shop, and you just sort of and you might be doodling, and then you look up and you look at a dump store, or some or some bin or some object, and go, "That's a good angle." Yeah, <laughs> that that's really awkward. That would be a real pain to. Yeah, we'll have that, and you probably take a photo yeah. of it or something. So the universe itself, everything around you, the friends, the things you've played, other games you've played. I mean, there's clearly nods to other older games in caromball but we'll talk about yeah. that later um yeah. yeah and so you it's basically the universe you're inspired by the universe
1: that sounds a bit lame, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that answer before. I've had various answers. I've had, of course I have. You're the like 134th person I've interviewed. But, um, you know, it's 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 a very difficult question to answer. Yeah. And some may argue it's impossible to answer. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, as creators, you normally find yourself orbiting something, whether you like it or not. And I just wondered what, if there's any yeah, yeah. one specific thing that you find yourself orbiting. But you don't think so?
1: Well, I I think I think that the question is quite different for all of us actually. Mm. So me myself, I'm I'm more I'm really a, one of one of the technical guys, and I, most of my work is actually in the in the code and deep down in the engine. So for, for me, like the big inspirations is whenever uh, Tech, they release a new paper or something, and I'll, I'll probably read it, and maybe it ends up in the game and. It's probably not how you should design games, but that—that's that, kind of the things that that, that inspire me. I wouldn't.
0: I, know I mean, you've said it many times: like, it's not the right way to do things. It's not the right way to do things. Clearly, <laughs> what you've been doing is right because the game's great. So I wouldn't worry about what's yeah. the right thing to do and what's the wrong well, thing it, to do. I mean, you're. Then again, if you're a programmer, you're probably obsessed with order.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> not, and,
0: and, not that I'm saying and, you're, and, you're, you know.
1: But. Also, I don't necessarily mean it as a negative thing. I was like, okay, that, that's not how you should do it. Like, lesson one, if you want to make a game, is do not make your own game engine. And I, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who actually wants to make a game. But then mm-hmm. again, I'm really glad that we did it because it's been great fun. And this game wouldn't have been the same if we... I mean, seven years ago when we started, you couldn't just pick up Unity. I think and just go ahead. But even no. if you had Unity, no, then, I think
0: I, Unity I, was I, a glit in someone's eye. Like, a, a, and uh, I think the standard sort of say that's wrong. We just countered that. But the common there you go, common yeah. sort of current way of getting into game development is you use Game Maker to develop um, yeah. concepts, prototypes, ideas. And then from that, you then delve into something more complex like Unity and C Sharp, which not one yeah. really talks about C Sharp. They should, because if without that, you can't really use Unity properly. You may disagree, but that's my experience and, and i don't and, disagree yeah. um but no one really talks about that they they, they sort of sort of gloss over that like they shouldn't because no. it's core uh to using unity without c yeah. sharp but uh don't worry everyone it's not c plus plus it's not as horrific as that but uh, um it's not unreal <laughs> no it's not that um but uh you know to to, to get that sort of it's it, there's no i mean that's the standard way of doing it but what you did is a thing and i think Corumbles benefited it from it quite a lot um, in the how it looks and how it plays, but we'll talk about that later. So, the next question I have for you is also a difficult one. I'm afraid um, it, it gets worse Good. and worse. because is the nature of the show. And we, you know, we it's like a video game, really. We said there's a, there's a mid boss yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the middle, but uh, you'll be fine.
1: So, there'll be some progressing, right?
0: You're progressing. So yeah. you did the first thing was, you know, who are you? How easy was that? And yeah. now it's getting. was easy. And then you said, how do you make your first game? And that was easy ish. And now it's like, oh, God, really? So, now the next one is, what developer do you most admire in? In the industry and why
1: oh that is a difficult one
0: <laughs> i did study I did board you
1: yeah no no but i i have a name in mind and it's not a popular name to to to, to, to mention at the moment but i'm gonna say sean uh, murray i think that's his name i'm not it's a no, guy sean
0: is a lovely man i do know him i feel for yeah, he, his, uh, from hello games hello yes hello games sorry yeah. everyone yes yeah. we're Sort of skipping over things. Thank yeah. you for that, Thomas. Yes. Hello, games. I do like um, No Man's Sky, and there's a key reason why I like it. Not because I know Sean is a nice man and I've got yeah. a lot of time for him. I've known him for years, but that's not the point. Um, as the the thing is, no, I knew what was coming. I knew what was coming, not because I had an inside track on No Man's Sky, but I just knew what they were developing, what it was creating, what they were promising. Yeah. And I didn't buy into the hyperbole that everyone was going because they were describing things that weren't true. Um, no Man's Sky is a game that's based on a very, very, very old video game from in the 80s called um, Mercenary. Um, Mercenary. Oh, is it? Yeah, you can look it up. Look up Mercenary when, you're, when we've, after we've recorded. Well, but uh, it's basically, you know, there's a game that's exactly the same. You're dropped on a planet and you have to get off. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do everything you can to get off the planet. Now, granted, No Man's Sky is way more advanced, as you'd expect, because this is a game, I'm talking about Mercenary, a game that was released in 1985 or 4, somewhere in the mid-'80s anyway.
1: Um, No, but I I, I think from such a small studio, I think it's still a huge achievement. And actually, I never even played No Man's Sky, Mm -hmm. and the reason I I chose him is from before, Because I think like five or six years ago, I saw a talk of him. He gave a talk in the Netherlands, and he was still working on the Joe Danger games. And it was it was such such a nice talk about uh, how how they started and how they had this really small demo, which was already fun and like yeah, that that, that's how you should do it. It was yes.
0: Joe Danger games were fantastic. Especially, I was one of the first people to see the iOS version of Joe Danger on an iPhone 4. Remember those? Those tiny little yeah. things.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a 6S now. I haven't upgraded yet because I only upgrade it on every S iteration. That's how I do it because ah. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I don't get the blank one because they're still trying to fix that one. I get the enhanced <laughs> one. I'm not dumb. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, But uh, no, and I saw that. I, I just said to him, how did you make it run so smoothly? And he was shocked. Like I don't know, He <laughs> <It> just <laughs> did the right stuff and optimized it here and there, and made sure. Yeah, I don't know. It just did.
1: Yeah, is and, it really and, smooth?
0: And, I said, well, yes, it is. And it is. It
1: is. Yeah, and he he mentioned that at, at that time they were uh, he he was developing the game when they were uh, actually releasing Joe Danger and there was all this all this other stuff and he he wasn't doing any coding and any development and he was just like frustrated i want to do this simple thing i wanted to have this small thing and he made uh, joe danger on ios yeah that's (laughs) right yeah and it was so
0: smooth and fluid it's a fantastic game you can download it now it's great it's a great game
1: i I have it on my
0: ipad yeah it's fantastic yeah it works really well on your ipad really really yeah it does and uh yeah so that's it's i do have it on, on that too but uh of well, course, you buy it once, you spread it all over the Apple machines where it came yeah. <laughs> Fantastic system, who'd have thunk of it? Um, sorry, Apple, I'm not going to be uh promoting you too much, but yeah, that's a good answer. And thanks for your honesty on that because yeah, he's he's quite a visionary and he's very, very talented. He and is, um, I think. I think to he, you know, you might have argued a bit of more than you chew, but he, at least he tried. And uh, I think he's, you know, and I think he succeeded personally. Others think otherwise, but no, I I enjoyed what they make, and I will continue to support Hello Games in their efforts.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious what they're going to come up next. Mm. I mean, uh, No Man's Sky was a (laughs) a bit of a surprise after Joe Danger. Yeah, I didn't expect that at
0: (laughs) all. But then again, a lot of developers, you might find it yourself as you, you know, Corumbles coming to an end. Let's face it, it's a good end because it's going to yes. be out, and it's, pretty out, it's out now, it's early access, but it's it's coming to its final straight, if you will, and uh, you are probably thinking about what next you're going to work on. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't want to know. Well, I do, but... <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah, it, it, I, so do I. Yeah, so <laughs> you will be working on something else, so you will move on, and it might be something yes. completely different. You know, it might be a sort of survival horror FPS game. I don't know. C- yes, you can't rule it out.
1: I wouldn't no, say no. it's the most most obvious choice. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: trying to say it. it's the juxtaposition between making a yeah. awesome arcade game, and that's what Corumble is by by everyone. It is an awesome arcade game, to, you know, an atmospheric sort of you could do a JRPG for all I bloody care. <laughs> it could be anything. Could be anything.
1: No, but, no, I wanna I want to do something really simple next. Even even more simple than corumble and it and preferably some Something you can play together.
0: Right. Yes, the Switch is a great thing for that. But we we'll talk about that later.
1: Yes.
0: Actually, we'll talk about that right now. Because we might be able talking about it right now. I don't know. Because uh, I'm legally obliged to ask this question. Because this is a podcast about video games. Therefore, we have to ask this question. The question being, what are you playing right now? I am playing uh, Dishonored
1: 2 right now. Dishonored
0: 2. I've yes. got that on PS4. Yeah, so no. Because uh, I. I have a PS4 Pro, and I'm not, you know, because I have a VR on it, you see. Because if you haven't got VR, it's best to have a Pro with it, because then it works really, really well. Um, yeah. I don't have a 4K television yet. But anyway, Dishonored 2. Did you like the first one, despite the bad spelling?
1: I <laughs> never played it. <laughs> oh, you never played it? <laughs> I never played it. Sorry, I never it read, I'm, read I'm of sure it.
0: you know this, but in the UK, we have a U in Dishonored. You probably, I don't know if you know that, but we, we spell Dishonored differently. I think you know. So it. it's spelled
1: in, uh, with you, in a W. It's English, yeah, yeah. is English. it? Yeah. <laughs> It's spelled in the easy way.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we put a dishonored. You know. Yeah. So we. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what? Do yeah. You for me, that's easy English and UK English. Yeah,
0: I know. know, oh, it's true because they're so <laughs> close. Um, what do you? What do you get out of um, dishonor? Can you dishonor too? What? Why are you enjoying it? Why are you playing it? T- tell us. Tell us, sir.
1: Well, I uh it's it's a difficult question Mm -hmm. (laughs) i really like i really like the 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 level design both the gameplay and 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 the graphics i really really like how they they put the world down it's it's not an open world game but you still have the feeling that you that there's quite a lot to explore There's, there's quite a lot of uh of avenues to explore and from from level to level, and actually like that. There's actually separate levels. That's that's a nice change of pace from all the open world games. Mm. And they they they, they actually change the gameplay up a bit. So it's not like you a lot of a lot of games. They, there's there's a trick, and then you know your trick, and you get better at it. And yeah, they they, they actually change it around. And the the stuff you learned before might not work in the next level. That being said. I've got the game somewhere—I don't know—around Christmas, and I'm still about only halfway, and it's not a terribly big game. So.
0: You're a busy man, as am I. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's a thing that happens, you know, and that's okay. You know, the reason I was going to mention the Switch is because I've, I've travelled to PAX with mm-hmm. with it because I actually got it like a few days before I flew off to PAX, and uh, good time. Yeah, it was really good time because I sat there on the plane for three hours playing zelda for that the whole time i, I was going to play yeah. fast uh, rmx because it's an awesome game but uh, it's um it's it's it, yeah it does only last three hours and i was on the plane for seven so sadly oh, uh, well. yeah i had to <laughs> I, I, went, I jumped onto my 3ds in the end and, and also played some ipad games and watched the film but yeah huh. uh, for what i it's you, know, you talked to would you be would you consider making games for the switch
1: uh yeah 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 i yeah, yeah i like it yeah i i, Have I haven't one got yet? one i know uh, i haven't i haven't used one myself okay. but I, I always had a soft spot for nintendo yeah although i didn't own any of their consoles since gamecube <laughs> but I, I saw i saw the zelda and the, and the mario traders like, oh, that looks so good that looks so fun
0: well, I'll be. Uh, i be bringing it along to uh, to Res to, uh, next week. So we. I can ever go in mine. <laughs> you can ever go of a fast <laughs> racing for a bit. Brilliant. Yeah, it'd be fun. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, no, it'd be nice to because you you need to do it because you said you wanted to play a simple game that's with multiplayer. Well, that's that the system's designed for that. It has two yes. little controllers for people to play with each other. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, we. It's. Anything else? Any other games you're playing before we move on to the second half? Uh,
1: any other games I'm playing? Uh, no, uh, okay. not 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 not, not, really. Okay. not
0: really. I mean there might be there are times when someone sort of sighs and they go, What is DOTA? Is that a game anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you no, mean? No, no, no. Yeah, there, is, there is this. I know. There is Dota. Do you, th- you can t- talk about that. Really? Can we? I mean, I'd rather not, you know, because it's just a MOBA. <laughs> you know, everyone knows what a MOBA <laughs> is. So anyway, good.
1: Actually, I've
0: never played one. No, you haven't. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was about to say you're not missing anything. That's not true. Um, it is an experience, but it's not for everyone. And I genuinely mean that. And don't think that, oh, I should get on this horse. No, you don't. Um, it's a thing. It's a fascinating experience because the thing about MOBAs is that you're not the centre of attention. You're part of a team, and you have to understand that. And if you don't understand that, you're going to lose quite badly. So, yeah, like Corumble, where this is the centre of attention, uh, MOBA games aren't. They're about, you know, you're just a part of a big, massive army that's just doing something. And that goes against a lot of game design concepts where you have to say, no, the, the player is the star, Whereas in a MOBA, they're not. They're really not. And that, uh, that can, uh, it's difficult to, to manage that. But anyway, enough about that. Let's move on to the second half of the show where we delve deep into Corumble. So Thomas, you get the first. So like the first half, where the questions get more and more difficult, but they start <laughs> off easy. The first question isn't even a question. It's actually a nice. request. The request is, please, what is Corumble?
1: Corumble is a brick breaker game. It's uh, heavily inspired on the likes of Arkanoid and Breakout, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. But it's actually. What. Well, it's the kind of brick breaker that you would get if you take modern technology in and then work on it for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so, so what is Corumble is also the story is about how Corumble came to be for me. I think I can't I can't answer those separately. So we started Corumble as a proof of concept for like the, the most simple game you can make because making a three day three D breakout. Well that's something like and if you have a game engine that's some, something like a task you can grasp. Okay, we're gonna do the, do this, we're gonna get this game out in like six months but it didn't happen that way so we did make the game and we had the first proof of concept in a few hours so that's, that's the, the one and only time something went really fast in and uh, development wise and uh, we kind of like really started enjoying the genre more and more and more and you kind of add this thing, and then you add that thing, and so Corumble is if you have really a lot of time, and you think about what could a breakbreaker breaker be, and then you try and add all of those things. So we have all sorts of me- all sorts of separate mechanics. We you you can have a spin effect on the ball. You can supercharge the ball and have it crash through all sorts of objects. We have. Yeah, we one of the crazier ideas is that we actually have sort of something like a platform a level, where you actually don't have to destroy all that much stuff, but you just guide the the ball sort of through a maze. Uh, yeah, we have. So so Carumble for me is like a lot of those kind of things like you could do with a brick breaker genre, but they haven't really been done before as far as we know.
0: Okay. And so it's it's definitely inspired by games like, as you mentioned, Breakout, which is the earliest one on the Atari 2600, and then Arconaut which was a, an arcade game and then ported to a bajillion platforms in certainly yeah. in Europe. <laughs> I think it came out on NES as well. Fairly certain it did. Might be wrong, though. Um, but yes, and... When I first encountered it at an event called the PC Gamer Weekender, which happens in February uh, of every year now, it's happened twice now, and you were there showing it off, and, uh, I went over it and one of the things that struck me was that there was no controller. Like, no. Wait, where's the controller? Because everyone else had a controller, but your <laughs> game didn't. I'm like, is it, is it missing? But you said no, use the mouse. Okay. And when I did, I realised why I had to use the mouse because, like all good bat games, you need a precise method of controlling left and right, exactly. and, and a thumbstick doesn't do that.
1: Well, really? it's funny you should you should say that because some of the other guys we spoke to and they already played he already played like hours of Corombo. It's like where's the controller? I need the controller. I need the controller for a game like this. And well, I was like, yeah, well, we all prefer the mouse. Because <laughs> <of that. laughs>
0: exactly, because it's really precise and you can crank up the sensitivity on your mouse yes. to the point where you just have to blow on it and the thing moves and it's great.
1: Yeah, it's... but it's, it's, so, it's so personal because we have, we have, we have people and they, they crank it all the way down and you have to move the mouse all the way over your desk and then they can play. they want to play like that. But then it
0: was insane. also that guy, and it's like I like to, no, I, I move my mouse with my fingertips when I'm playing that yeah. game <laughs> it's, I like it's the, the quickest way. But, it's the best huh? way you just sort of, <laughs> you delicately balance your fingers over the mouse. you just move it left and right, just there was, it's perfect because you can do amazing tricks like that without little effort. Yeah. but anyway, yeah, what do I know?
1: yeah, no, no but the but but the good the good thing for us was. Well, apparently the game also really works with controllers, which is great because we we have only added support not that long ago, and apparently it works.
0: I haven't tried it myself because I thought that's insane. I could if yeah. I like, but I just haven't bothered to pick it up. Like, what's the point? Um, because why wouldn't you? you just use the mouse because it's perfect. So in the old days, you had a paddle. Remember, like, they had a little rotating little disc thing. Not disc, yes. but like a paddle. And you just sort of swished it left and right. That's how you played these games. Um, so we've already established that it's a kind of it's a brick breaker. But it's more to it than that. I think it's the under the under you're underselling it because there's a lot more going on. The there when you hit objects, they don't immediately. You know, it's not a vertical thing. It's on a it's on a sort of a just, you're flying above a little spaceship like thing. It looks like a space. It's a hovering thing. Yes. And you're you're hitting this ball around, which is this big glowing thing, it's fully animated. It's not just a big sphere; it's actually got bits to it, and it changes color. It goes on fire sometimes. Um, it does. And um, what's really fascinating is that when you hit things, they don't automatically just dis- disappear. Sometimes you have to. Most of the time, you have to hit them multiple times, and it's very very sensitive to. Um, how the ball hits the bat of the player that's, that they're controlling, so what angle it hits at and what it moves by—it's very sensitive to that. And it's very, it's very reactive, very precise. It's up there. It, f- it reminds me a lot of pinball games, actually, in many regards. Yeah. Um, you know, the best when I when I play pinball, I like to juggle the ball a lot, so I can actually hit it into spaces I want it to go, because mm-hmm. the trick. The trick with pinball, and indeed, you know, um, with with as well, is that it's not just simply a case of returning the ball when it comes back down towards you. No, that's that's just pointless. That's tedious. You also it got, works. It does. You know, it won't. You know, it won't lose a life, but you, uh, nothing will really happen. What you have true. to do is you also have to hit it in such a way that it hits other objects in a stylish kind of way. And when you do that especially when you do curling. I love curling shots when it's just in the right shot. You know, when you swing the ball the ball yeah. around. And you, you know what I'm talking about, where as, yeah, the, as the ball hits, you actually sort of move it left or right violently, very quickly. <laughs> uh, then you get a spin on it, and it goes spinning around, the, and it does some amazing stuff. And you get rewarded for that. You get rewarded for points. And I want to ask you, how did you come about with the idea of having points not generally automatically awarded, but the player has to collect them. How did that well, come about?
1: One of one of the things that make people not play brick breakers, I think, is that you you kind of naturally when you when you, you hit the ball well, it's gonna be away for a while. It's gonna it's gonna be in the back of the area. It's gonna destroy stuff. It's gonna bounce around, mm. and basically you're just waiting.
0: <laughs> you got nothing to do, right? You got, you got nothing, nothing to, to do. Nothing to do, and it's just like well, this is great nothing to do
1: yeah so, so and 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 that's actually the that's actually the best situation you can get in because then the, the ball is out there destroying stuff you're safe but you you don't get rewarded in a sense that there's something for you to do you just sit back and enjoy your mayhem and in crumble you can you can if you if you're perfectly content about watching the the destruction you caused and that's fine you don't need to pick up the points but if on the other hand you think well you know, I kind of want to do something. Well, right at that moment, when you're destroying stuff, that's when the most of the points are. The, they're gonna come at you when the ball's away, and it will also create uh, a bit of a difficult trade-off. Where you, you see, you had a, a really big chunk of score coming at you at the left, and the ball coming at you at the right, and uh, yeah, are you still gonna try and get get the score before you get the ball and
0: well, if you got your mouse cranked up to ridiculous levels of sensitivity, yeah. <laughs> yes you will.
1: Yes you will. <laughs> there's um, also another there's also another mechanism to kind of punish you if you're going if you're going too fast, mm. your pedal will actually explode.
0: I might have encountered this. Yeah. <laughs> I might thank you for that. Yeah. I thought it was I didn't think the game was broken. I thought that was very clever of you to do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it
1: you just get st- a bit of a time penalty, yeah. that's all.
0: To stop people from, like me, doing that. Yeah. yeah.
1: No button bashing. No,
0: I'm not. No, I'm, not. I'm just sold <laughs> to no. <know. laughs>
1: no mouse swinging. No mouse swinging.
0: <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. You could just sit there and just waggle it backwards and forwards, which i never do. I'm just when I'm doing trick shots. <laughs> when I'm doing trick shots, and I do yeah. some manoeuvres, and then I overdo it, and then yeah, that's my fault. That'll expose. <laughs> yeah, that that will learn me. Um, so, I want to ask you about the charging mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's a great way of introducing risk reward to players. So, basically, to explain to the player to the listeners. What you do is you hit the left mouse button or some action button on a controller if you have to use that method of control, yes. and you hold it down for a period. And when you do this, the bat doesn't move. It stays stationary. It's vibrating. It gets you know more and more red, and things start appearing around it. But you, you have to do this for not an insignificant amount of time. And then when you finally get maximum charge, you can then, when the ball hits it when it's at maximum charge... The ball changes to its nature. Rather than becoming a simple ball, it becomes a ball of death and destruction, and starts <laughs> blowing everything up for a short period. True. How did this come? How did this mechanic come into being?
1: Well, it's it's maybe something. I don't know where we got it from. Hmm. It might actually be something like Mario Tennis or something like. Oh yes, it, it, it could be. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's been in there for a long time, but you always have this feeling that when I know the ball's gonna be there, I wanna I wanna use this time. I wanna I wanna use this time that I have to, to, to prepare something extra special and get some extra get some, something extra on it. So that, that that's kind of what we it's it's also a way to, to make the game more, more interesting, to give you something else to do when you when you're waiting cuz <laughs> when I'm play, when I'm playing yeah I, i'm pretty much always charging oh right okay i'm not interesting cuz yeah i just like to charge ball and yeah why not you're you're waiting and the, the, there's this thing once you're fully charged you can move again it's once true. the bar's full, cool, it's, it's locked and you can yep. do whatever you want
0: and you can do it intermittently you can stop charging exactly. for a bit move and then carry on charging it doesn't dissipate at least I don't think it does it, I think, it, well it yeah. does it does slowly it does slowly it, it, dissipate yeah. but not much so you
1: could fill it up to say 80% and hit the ball back and continue from 50% exactly. or something that. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah it's really clever and I just think it's really fun to to have that in there there's more what I love about Caramble is that yes it takes a very old game and we're talking about 40 years now A game's been around for a very long time alright so I'm sorry, 1976 I think it was made something like that it was really long Carumble. I don't even know So it's it's 40 years, 41 years, actually, think about it. And uh, so it's taken a very, very old game comic uh, mechanic, but you've enhanced it with modern game design sensibilities. For example, you've answered the question, I'm just sitting there doing nothing. You can't do that in video games. You know you should never do that. Never let someone in video games just sit there going, I'm just sitting there doing nothing. Never do that. This is very bad. So what do you do? You create mechanics and systems... To stop people from just doing nothing.
1: And that's brilliant. you can do nothing. And that's also what I like about it. If you want to do nothing, that's perfectly fine. You'll still complete the level.
0: Yeah, you will. You will. It just won't be as fun. Speaking of uh, (laughs) things that aren't as fun, (laughs) I'm going to talk to you about what I call the debuffs. The debuffs are fun. Ah, But uh, these are things, these are icons that drop from devices on things. When you blow them up, when you blow something up, yeah, something drops normally it's positive you get extra ball sometimes or your bat might ex- extend or various things happen but also you get negative things happening now the obvious one is where the, b- the bat shrinks in size massively um that's quite fun <laughs> um but there's yeah. another one that changes the am- angle of the camera this is much earlier in the game i don't want to talk about the later ones because i don't want to spoiler it but you know these these, these are the two i've encountered most and uh how did mm-hmm. they come about and how did you design them?
1: Well, the, the the shrinking pedal, I think it's obvious where it came from. I think if 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 you're gonna do a brick breaker, you gotta have that power down. Yep. You gotta have the bigger pedal and the, the, the smaller pedal. Let's not let's not waste more words on them. No, no. That's but it's the
0: other one I wanna talk about, the camera angle Yeah.
1: One. So so the thing is, our game is completely 3D. We have a 3D engine, mm-hmm. and, but the game mechanic is essentially 2D. Yes. And we have always had the struggle where you get the best gameplay overview when the camera is so high, where you're practically... I mean, the, the, the first breakout in terms of camera position, I don't think they, they had a lot of choice, but they had the best camera position gameplay wise you can see everything you have perfect control however we found that the lower we put our camera and the more we zoomed into the pedal the, the more cinematic the effect would be mm-hmm. and it's like well we are we are very happy with the game with the, way the with the way the game looks and if you're looking at it from top down you don't see that much of it no you don't it, no. so we, we experienced a lot with different camera settings like which one plays best which one looks best and we found out that the first person camera where it really sinks down that looks good and it's actually fun to play but it's almost impossible <laughs> <laughs> to really play well I mean you can you can probably keep the ball in play but that's about it so you, you kind of have to survive while the, the thing lasts so that the Kind of also grew naturally. We, we we knew we had this camera angle. It was fun, but wasn't really well gameplay wise. So that would be a natural debuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh, you're right. It looks great, but it's terrible, you know, practically. And yeah, uh, I think it's the frog view. I think it is something. It's called frog view. Frog yeah, frog view. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <it's> basically <laughs> you're the size of a frog. And there you got. are. Yeah, you're that small now. So there you can't. So it looks fantastic, but it's about as practical as a non-practical thing. So it's not good. Everyone <laughs> try to avoid it. It's a big red eye. Don't. It's a big sort of red eye icon. Although, don't. Don't. You.
1: Although actually, I pick it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun.
0: It is fun. It doesn't last very long, but uh, I, just, oh, I just, I just, I just found them fun. I know there's more, but I just wanted to focus on those. Yeah. For fear yeah. of spoiling it. Um, final question then. Um. And we've already talked about it at length. But I want you to to expand on one aspect of it. Is the aiming of the ball is a core component of Corumble? It really is. Everyone, and when you play this, yes. if you're not going to aim, why are you playing it? You need to get it to somewhere. And you'll more, you'll probably fail initially. You just need to get into the rhythm of it. But it's so it's more to than simply returning the ball backwards and forwards. That's pointless. How do you think mm-hmm. Corumble as a game communicates this to the player?
1: well the main thing we want, we want it, how we want it to work mostly is you just play and learn I think we have uh, the, the angle at which the ball comes back from the pedal really det- is determined by where on the pedal you hit the ball relatively so if you hit it all the way to the left it's going to take a sharp angle to the left if you hit it all the way on the right of the pedal it's going to take a, like a sharp angle to the right if you hit it in the middle it's sort of gonna go straight forward. And we kind of wanna not communicate that at all if we can because we kind of have the feeling that's what you expect naturally. Okay. Okay. And we also have one of the have one of some of the power ups that, they they play with it and they, they make it a bit more clear. But we actually don't think that they're needed to communicate the the feature at all. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> that's fair enough. I mean, I think you're right. It's it should be brutally obvious, but I think you've you've got mechanics in the game that encourage those to say, "You look, see that 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 barrel over there. That barrel of oil. That's probably going to explode if you hit it. It will, trust us. But you're yeah. going to have to hit it. You're going to have to aim it for it. You can't just blast these things willy nilly. Well, you can. That's fine. You can do that too. But if you want to get really really good points and get some combos going, you're going to have to be a bit adventurous.
1: Oh, yeah nice. and, and and also the, the, the shape of the pedal mm. it is sort of designed to, to give some visual cue about you know the, 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 the edges they're curved. Yeah. And that, but it doesn't it's not a complete physical fit because that would completely dictate the, the shape of the pedal and you could it would be hard to tweak it in the game for us. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, the, it would be entirely in a model.
0: Well Thomas been fantastic talking to you about crumble I've, I've really enjoyed it just as much so as I'm enjoying I. the play uh, playing the game itself it's out on Steam and early access right now isn't it
1: it is it is just...
0: And remind me what platforms it works on is this is it Windows PC I'm only I'm actually only playing on Windows PC at the moment but is it on the other platforms I can't remember
1: uh, not yet not we yet. are no we are we are working on it and we, we have to kind of see if and when that will fit in our release schedule okay but it's it's Windows for now.
0: Windows for now. Yeah, because I have a Mac laptop. Because they can, you know, they they just so rugged. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can take a direct hit from a, yeah. They last forever. They last forever. <laughs> so yeah. I do travel a lot. So that's that's why I asked the question. Because you have a lot of Mac yeah. users listening to the show, so they know. Oh yes, we can play this on Mac as well. But maybe, but maybe in the future,
1: working on it. Working
0: on it. Um, it will work great with the touchpad. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really would. would yeah. Um, so again, Thomas, thank you very, very, very much for
1: coming yes, on the show and chatting, you.
0: chatting about Crumble. I hope you had a good time. I know I did.
1: Yes, yeah. I certainly did.
0: Yeah, and uh, wish you the very best of luck with it. When's it actually coming out? You know, formally. Do you do you know when that will be?
1: No. No, I'm, uh, let's not make the mistake and say a date right now. No,
0: okay, fair <laughs> enough. But it is out when on, it's done. It's it is out on early access. It's really, really rich in content. What they've released so far, do go and check it out. It's called Corumble and uh, we'll link to the, the the store page on 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 the, on the show notes. So uh, again, Thomas, thank you very very much. Thank you. any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer, listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show which is the stablemate Podcast, shall we say, of spong.com Bye!